Fluffy Elliot, after teleporting through time and space for only the third time, finds herself in a strange new world. A massive moon hangs in the sky in front of her, she blinks a few times to help her eyes adjust and is shocked to see five frogs standing before her. For a moment, this unlikely group stands and basks in the oddity of their scenario. Before long, the prolonged gazes from their massive eyes begin to make Fluffy uncomfortable and she feels the need to break the silence. Hello there! Fluffy says as she cocks her knees together and gives a faint wave of her hand, barely lifting it above her waist. Well I'll be, do my eyes deceive me? Is that a... Bunny Rabbit! A second frog chimes in excitedly. And what are you doing in Frogland, little rabbit? How did you get here? To be honest with you, I'm not sure. You see, I was hopping along, minding my own business in Fluff World when I got sucked into the sky. All of a sudden, I'm in some crazy place with explosions going off and walls tumbling over. In the thick of it all I meet a metaverse travel agency agent who teleports us to the past or present. Heck I don't know and I meet this amazing being named William Burns and... Whoa, slow down little rabbit, it sounds like you have quite the story to tell. Why don't you come with us into the city and along the way you can tell us all about your journey here to Frogland. I go by the name the Frogfather, nice to meet you. The amphibian beams, outstretching a slick, webbed foot. Feeling a little more confident with the situation, Fluffy hops forward and shakes the frog father's greasy foot, finally getting a better look at the five frogs standing in front of her. My name is Fluffy Elliot, it's nice to meet you. She replies with a smile, taking a long glance at each of her new amphibious friends. Well Ms. Elliot, please excuse our white-eyed stares, but it isn't so often that we have a rabbit come through our neck of the desert, especially one that appears out of thin air says a third frog in the group of five whose appearance is subtle. We are more accustomed to gutter rats and cats, along with the occasional wicked cranium, but not any rabbits. Is there another rabbit here in New Pangea somewhere you seek? Sorry about that, I didn't mean to scare you, I'm still trying to figure this situation out. No I'm not here to meet up with any other rabbit. Is there one here? From a place called Fluff World perhaps? Fluffy replies, shaking the pair of headphones around her neck. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was just wondering as we would welcome new people here in New Pangea. Forget I asked. If someone saw a rabbit here it would have been the talk of the town by now. Am I right guys? My name is Carlito Fragilini by the way. The frog nervously states quickly, trying to steer away from any attention about his question about an existing rabbit in Frogland. Walk with us Fluffy and tell us of your journey. We will introduce you to our friend, Snoop Frog. I'm sure he can answer any questions you may have about our glorious world. The Frog Father says as he places his arm around Fluffy's shoulder and begins to lead her out of the small clearing where they are located. Before they exit the small patch of land, Fluffy sees something that catches her eye. A mound of freshly churned earth accented by a magnificent floral display comprised of the most elegant flowers she has ever seen. While the cluster of flowers is what catches Fluffy's attention, it is the recently packed dirt that troubles her. Is this some sort of grave? Did she stumble upon the frogs during some type of ceremony? Her wandering mind is quickly snapped back to reality by a fourth frog in the group. Fluffy my name is Dr. Frogsworth III. Ms. Elliot, I can't wait to hear how you found yourself in our desert biome here in Frogland. The walk to the frog's town is a long one, 
but it gives Fluffy the chance to learn more about the frogs and their enigmatic planet. She also has the opportunity to share her story, all the way from the beginning, from skipping along in Fluff World, to meeting Agent 1793 and William Burns, and finally being squeezed through space and time and ending up at the feet of the peculiar amphibians. The group of frogs listen in bewilderment, it has been ages since most of them have seen a rabbit, let alone one with such an incredible tale to tell. Finally arriving at the entrance to the city, the group heads towards the local watering hole to find Snoop Frog. The dynamic of the group is quite the sight to behold, with Fluffy's gaze bouncing in all different directions, attempting to take in all the wondrous sights of the city, and the frogs hanging on every word of Fluffy's story, enthusiastically asking questions and laughing with the utmost sincerity. You know what, Fluffy? Your little adventure sounds very similar to the way us frogs ended up here. Wait until you meet Snoop Frog. I'm sure he would be more than happy to share our story with a voyager like yourself. The Frog Father says with a smile. Due to all the commotion and excitement of this new world, Fluffy finds herself in front of a bar room's entrance in no time. The building is covered in ambient neon lights, with the buzz of conversation pouring out from between the dual, swinging porthole-style doors. A massive smile graces Fluffy's face as she reads aloud the name of the bar. The Murky Waters Bar. Let's go find Snoop Frog, shall we? The Frog Father questions as he pushes open one of the porthole-style doors and raises his hand in an ushering manner. The unlikely posse makes their way into the bar and Fluffy suddenly finds herself the center of attention. The murky water bar is full tonight, and every single bulging eye fixates on Fluffy's every move. Making their way towards the main bar, located near the back of the building, Fluffy is quickly becoming less and less comfortable. It was only a few hours ago that Fluffy was skipping along, heading home after a long night of dancing in a burrow, and now she finds herself in a dimly lit pub, surrounded by inquisitive frogs. Finally reaching the bar, the frog father walks toward a peculiarly dressed frog with his back to the room, he seems to be the only amphibian in the tavern whose eyes aren't glued to the rabbit. Fluffy fell behind when they first entered the tavern, so she is obscured from view when they reach the curious-looking amphibian. The frog father places his foot on the shoulder of his unsuspecting comrade, causing him to jump slightly in a surprised manner before he slowly turns to face the group. If it isn't my old friend, the frog father. How are you my dear friend? The strange-looking frog teases, playfully. Well Snoop, I swear, there is something in the air tonight. The frog father jokes with a smile, as he deeply inhales, his nares slowly drifting toward the ceiling. Can you smell it? What are you on about tonight? Did you wander off down to that mushroom patch again? Questions Snoop Frog, in a confused tone. Snoop Frog, I would like to introduce you to my newest friend. Fluffy Elliot. The Frog Father smirks as he steps aside, revealing Fluffy to the strange-looking frog for the first time. The pair freeze at the sight of one another, mouths agape, Snoop Frog hasn't seen a rabbit in longer than he can remember. After the initial shock of laying eyes on the rabbit dissipates, a massive grin grows across Snoop's face. Snoop turns to the bar. Dow Dev, my favorite bartender in the world. Snoop Frog shouts. A suave-looking blue frog wearing a leather jacket and exquisite red top hat swiftly appears behind the bar, standing straight-backed at attention.
Yes. My favorite friend. Can you please get our new furry friend a drink? Fluffy is it? It is a pleasure to meet you. My name is Snoop Frog. Welcome to Frogland. With this statement the tension in the murky waters bar is instantly broken and the initial buzz Fluffy heard resumes, as the majority of the patrons hesitantly return their attention to their beverages. The motley crew sits at the bar as Fluffy once again recounts the events of her past 24 hours to the frogs. They sit and listen attentively, as if it were the first time hearing the tale, but this time feeding off the excitement that Snoop Frog exudes. Drinks are consumed, theories are presented, and Snoop Frog closely examines Fluffy's headphones, as he explains a device of his own that he is working on, a device that will allow him to not only communicate, but travel across the metaverse. After hearing her journey in greater detail, the frogs are all in agreement that it sounds oddly similar to the origins of travel to Frogland. Upon hearing this, Fluffy enthusiastically implores Snoop Frog to share a story of his own. You would like to hear the story of how Frogland came to be? Inquires Snoop. I would love to. Well, alrighty then. Snoop continues, wrapping his slick arm around Fluffy's shoulders. Let me tell you a story of space, and frogs, and luck, and maybe just a little bit of magic. Interlude. An enormous copper-colored disc of a ship hurtles through space, abroad is a crew of nine. The species on this ship are greenish-gray in color, with swollen craniums that speak to their inflated level of intelligence. Large, unblinking black eyes scour numerous display panels and monitors, although to lesser beings the screens appear empty, simply glowing a dim green color. To the aliens, the screens display all the information they need to bend space and time and move their massive ship through the great void. They have their sights set on a quaint little planet in the Milky Way galaxy called Earth. This particular group of extraterrestrials serve a very important role in the universe. Having achieved their maximum potential themselves, they now travel the universe and assist other species in an attempt to help them achieve theirs, this being no easy task. However, this trip to the mud ball of a planet is of a housekeeping nature, to ensure there is no major threat of extinction and to collect a few mineral samples to ensure the natural resources are still plentiful. The expedition is going quite well, even slightly ahead of schedule, when a distress call comes in to the two piloting creatures. Another dimension has sent out a distress signal and the sleek copper space capsule happens to be the closest to it. With a few minor alterations in settings, the nine alien crew can make it to those coordinates of space in a flash, potentially saving lives. The beings quickly reroute their craft and before long they fire their time-traversing space capsule to the galaxy of the dimension that sent out the alert. When they arrive, to their surprise, they are bombarded with meteoroids and space debris the second they enter the galaxy's pull. With a skill and precision only attainable by a truly intelligent race, the little gray men sift and slide through the rubble until they can level off and get their bearings straight. What they see before them is nothing short of genocide, a complete obliteration of multiple solar systems with very few left partially intact. Immediately the aliens realize that it is unsafe for them to stick around. Acting without delay, they begin to collect as much data as possible. They need to return home to assess, regroup, and then return properly equipped, they are fully aware this is their only viable option. The metallic craft bounces and shifts in a violent manner through the nothingness of space, trying to pick up any trace of what happened.
Suddenly the disc comes to an abrupt stop as it has picked something up, small remnants of a polyphasic codex. To a simpler species this would appear to be nothing more than stardust, but to the awkward-looking gray Martians, it's like reading a strand of DNA. The Codex warns them of a grave and unstoppable danger that has been unleashed in this galaxy, its only purpose is to consume anything and everything that stands before it. It's now known that the threat is no longer contained to the galaxy in which the aliens reside, but that this entire universe and the metaverse as a whole is in danger. As quickly as they can muster, the little gray beings gather as much data as possible, calibrate their burnished shuttle towards home, and warp into light speed. There is little celebration of their safe departure due to the soul-stirring images they just witnessed. One of the piloting aliens begins to craft a message to their home planet when all of a sudden. Wham! On the counter of the murky waters bar. One lukewarm swamp water for a mislali hops on the house. Dao Dev the frog tender shouts as he slides a muck-filled mug from one end of the bar to the other, skating directly past Fluffy and Snoop Frog to the outstretched hand of a beautiful amphibian. You are the man Dao Dev. Lolly says as she nods towards the barkeep and proceeds to take a massive swig of the green sludge. Placing her drink back down she turns toward the group. Who's your new friend Snoop? She's the cutest gutter cat I've ever seen. Chimes Lolly hops. The name's Fluffy Elliot, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Beams Fluffy while extending a paw toward the stranger. Lolly Hops returns the gesture and shakes Fluffy's paw as they exchange friendly smiles. Fluffy is fascinated by the unique appearance of Lolly Hops. The bizarre-looking amphibian is a vibrant shade of orange, with a white maze that cuts through the color to give her a striking appearance. A red horn sits above her bulging right eye, of which the pupil appears to be a gorgeous pink flower, which is a massive contrast to her left, which is almost mechanical-looking, with a small, human-like eye at its center. After the initial shock of laying eyes on the rabbit dissipates, a massive grin grows across Lolly's face, revealing denture-esque teeth, unlike any frog Fluffy has encountered thus far. Lolly, I was just telling our friend Fluffy here about how Frogland came to be, it seems she had somewhat of a similar journey to get here to us. Well that's interesting. Snoop don't let me interrupt, consider me a snack on the wall. Lolly jokes. Snoop Frog smiles and turns his attention back to Fluffy. Now, where was I? Oh yes, that's right. A tremendous blast knocks the copper saucer out of light speed and sends it spiraling into the void of space. The cockpit of the shuttle flashes red as the Martians inside scurry about attempting to figure out what happened. Unfortunately, the force of the collision takes the lives of two of the crew. Some enclose themselves in safety pods, while the others try to stifle the damage the strike caused. The pilots are able to level out the ship, but they have lost their ability to warp matter, this means that any chance of escape is bleak until their lightspeed systems are back online. Another violent impact rocks the ship and once again chaos ensues, one of the pilots is killed and his lifeless body, still strapped in his seat, flies from one end of the ship to the other. During Snoop Frog's riveting narrative, Fluffy begins to feel the strange sensation again. She has seen this battle before, the ship, the aliens, the unseen force consuming everything in its path. Her thing E had drawn this scene out for her, every minute detail matches the frog's story word for word. 
An eerie feeling washes over Fluffy's body as she attempts to focus her attention back on the story. Massive holes have been ripped along the bottom of the giant metallic disc and any hope of reconstruction quickly dissipates. A well-built alien forces his way to the cockpit to attempt to contact the remaining pilot but is sucked through a hole in the floor and flung into the cosmos. The third collision kills or gravely injures the rest of the already depleted crew. The pear-shaped head of the pilot bounces off the control panel in front of him and he is severely concussed. Fully aware that the ship will soon be consumed by some evil force of nature, the desperate pilot decides to leave his spacecraft behind and save himself. In a futile attempt to warn anyone within the ship's signal range, the distraught grey being sends out a distress alert, in hopes that maybe someone, somewhere can save themselves from this unwavering evil. He turns his attention to his escape, flipping open two switches, spinning a dial, and placing one webbed hand on the screen in front of him while simultaneously flicking the switches with his other. Rapidly his entire body ignites a glowing digital green hue before he begins to fracture into millions of tiny cubes, slowly melting out of his seat until he simply disappears. The greenish-gray being materializes somewhere on Earth, in a dense, luscious jungle. He believes the year to be 2021, although he can't be certain as he had mere seconds to calibrate his device. Although concussed and confused, the alien still has the wherewithal to understand his situation. His crew along with their ship was destroyed, and the Martian's thoughts quickly turned to the fate of the universe, more specifically, his species. Do they survive? Does his alert reach them in time? Does it reach anyone? With what little strength he has left he raises his scrawny index fingers to his temples, complete stillness washes over his body as he attempts to focus. The large black eyes of the alien begin to glow an intense emerald color, as a small ball of energy of the same color materializes in front of his face. A massive flash goes off in front of him and a pair of gray goggles drops into his hands. These goggles are only to be used in times of dire straits, and the extraterrestrial figures this may be his last opportunity to use them. Slowly, he lifts the lenses to his face, activating them. A shot of pain shoots through the alien's left eye and up through his swollen brain, dropping the goggles to the ground, he stumbles toward a nearby tree. The alien slowly succumbs to gravity and finds himself sitting with his back against the trunk of the tree, dying, the sounds of the jungle soothing him. Leaves gently beating against one another in the breeze, the croaking of frogs, and the faint sound of a small stream, gently flowing, all accompany the alien as he takes his last breath. Two curious frogs, one green and one blue, see a massive flash in the distance and decide to investigate. Upon arriving at the site, the frogs see a strange creature propped against a tree and a pair of very enticing, glowing goggles. Deciding that the spectacles are a safe place to start, the frogs hop over and allow their curiosity to take over. They hop far too close to the goggles and peer inside, what they see changes the course of their existence forever. As soon as they lay their curious eyes on the abyss of the glasses, they are violently sucked inside them. And if it wasn't for the fateful events on that day, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now Miss Elliot. Snoop says, concluding his story. You know, for some strange reason, I feel like I've heard your story before, maybe even lived it. Replies Fluffy. Lolly Hop slams her empty mug on the bar. Snoop, 
I'd love to take Fluffy down to the shore to show her the true beauty of Frogland, if you don't mind? Lolly inquires. Not at all lollyhops. That is a great idea. Be sure to steer clear of those wicked craniums, gutter cats and rats, yeah. I hope to see you again soon Fluffy. On behalf of all the citizens of New Pangaea, I welcome you. Fluffy make sure to return. I'd love to get to know more about that device you use to traverse the metaverse. I'd love to share the capabilities of the device I've been working on as well. The pair make their way out of the bar, Fluffy once again inciting stairs and changing the mood of the establishment. Lolly Hops shows Fluffy the different architecture of the city and tells her of its history and which great frog did this, and which great frog did that. The girls joke and laugh as Fluffy attempts to absorb her new surroundings to the best of her ability. Finally, they reach the shore that Lolly has told Fluffy so much about. Well here it is. What do you think? Lolly proclaims, throwing her hands to the sky, as if to present Fluffy the scenery. It's breathtaking Lolly. Frogland reminds me so much of my home Fluff world, hopefully one day I have the opportunity to show you around my world. Nodding a agreeable yes to Fluffy's statement Lolly says. Some say that the manifestation of magic itself sometimes appears here. The moment these words leave Lolly's lips, a thunderous roar bellows from the heavens. The majestic night sky begins to rip down the middle and the two cower in fear together. The bow of a colossal ship pokes through the tear and soon the two frightened friends watch an entire ship squeeze through the small opening and smash into the water below. The manner in which the ship moves is almost inconceivable, like butter on a hot pan. Before the pair can comprehend what has even happened, the ship roars towards the shore, getting as close as it possibly can before coming to an immediate halt. A bald woman with jet black skin and a golden eye patch walks to the tip of the bowsprit, before taking a long gaze at the pair of awestruck creatures on shore. Fluffy Elliot. She yells. We have traveled a long way through the treacherous open sea and along the blanket of space and time to find you. For the next part of your journey through the metaverse, you will be sailing with us. I would like to introduce you to my commander and dear sister, Captain Telola. I imagine you have so many questions about what is going on. We have some of those answers. Come with me, friend. Time and space is of the essence. While extending her hand out to Fluffy, 